Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy hump day. It is Wednesday. We are not that close, but we're almost there. We're getting getting over the hump. I know, but you know, it's so early. Like, hopefully when you guys are listening to this episode, like, the majority of hump days behind you, but for us, we're at the bottom of the hill. Like, it's right in front of us. No, we're at, like, the top of the hill, a little more hill, about to go downhill. Usually, this top of the hill is easier because you are able to hump someone you love, but there are no puppers here today. I almost brought Bruno today. I did. I was like, today's going to be the day, but he had such a good day yesterday on his schedule. Like, I don't want to jinx anything, but yeah. no, everything was outside or on the mat, and so I was like, I need to replicate. I need to get him into this groove, so I didn't want to disturb his peace. By bringing him here today, I know he would have had an accident on this carpet because it looks like a big wee-wee pad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no Bruce today, but maybe tomorrow. You know, there's always tomorrow. Well, the reason why the hump himself, Theo, is not here today is because I was obviously going to bring him, as I do every day, most days. But I have, right after this, to head to the studio for like six hours to start recording my audiobook. And so I couldn't bring Theo to that. So like it was just a ruin my schedule. But I'm very excited to get started on my audiobook. You can now pre-order it. Link in my bio on Instagram or girlwithnojob.com slash book. Right. So even though Theo isn't here, don't get confused. It is still hump yeah. day. It can be confusing. It can be. And it's also Veterans Day. So we want to thank all of our servicemen and women, active service members, former service members. We thank you. We appreciate you. And we salute you. We really do. Thank you. We are the land of the free because of the brave. Um, so I've kind of been on this like journey in my living room. I told you like I'm just watching so much stuff. And I started a show last night that I just, I think it bears discussion. Okay. It's only three episodes in. Actually, the fourth one aired last night, but I didn't watch it. It's called A Teacher. I heard about it on your Instagram. It's on FX. So it's like FX is obviously just putting out like content with Filthy Rich. I also watched the new episode of Filthy Rich. Filthy Rich is on Fox. Can be confusing because there's just an O. Yeah. I wonder if A Teacher is on Fox or FX. I don't know. I feel like it's on FX because I haven't heard of it. And And it's a little dirty. FX is a little more niche. So the premise is Kate Mara. She's, you know, a beautiful young girl. Yes. She's like a young teacher. So she's like in her, you know, lower 30s. Oh, she's the teacher. Yes. And the guy, the kid from Love, Simon, he's just like that cutie. Okay. He plays the high school senior. And it's obviously about this, you know, tawdred love affair. Um, I do believe that like... The affair has already started in the show, so, like, I believe they get caught, and, like, the police, like, the trial is more of the show, but, wow, it's really problematic. Like, I hate to be, like, such a weenie, but it's really, really problematic, the show. I'm really shocked that, like, this got greenlit, because they are very much, like, romanticizing and glamorizing this relationship, where, like, at times, you find yourself, like, rooting for them, even though it's, like, pedophilia it's grooming and they do start and end every show with like a screen that has resources for people like if you or someone you know needs help with grooming or whatever go to a teacher but like 
it's so bizarre because it's so it's not at least not yet it's not being painted out to be like a wrong relationship it's they're making it out to be like love it's so bizarre jackie and it's you feel so dirty watching it but it's also like kind of good you know well that actually reminds me about this book that we read for the redheads called my dark vanessa and it's a very similar situation it's a male teacher and he's like in his 40s i can envision the actors that you're talking about and they do look more similar in age than the book that we read but it is it's extremely disturbing yeah and but i think that i don't know where your series is going to lead you but i think it's going to ultimately make a very important point. And the what you perceive as the glamorizing of it right now might just be what they're trying to show you as the what other people like normalize. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'll see where it goes. Like, I definitely really like it. It's just like, I just wasn't expecting to like, to just watch that yesterday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I'm jealous that you got to watch some premium content because I weirdly had like the busiest day ever yesterday. I was watching The Bachelor until midnight. Like that's how my day just got so pushed back. I went to the Live Method to work on myself for the first time in like a few months and it was really tough, but they're doing a great job over there. And they have this machine that like tells you your body composition. Scary. No, no, no. It was so depressing for me. Like what has happened to my body composition over the last eight months is a travesty, a true travesty. And I was glad to be back. I'm definitely feeling motivated. Then Dana came over. She and I did a podcast for the Patreon, like about our friendship, you know, going down memory lane, talking about she's been a COVID bride. So she's talking about her experience. And honestly, it was so much fun. It was so funny. We did a podcast once before and it got such rave reviews. The episode will go up today. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it because like I loved it so much. And I don't know if it was just because like we I was hanging out with my friends. Yeah, no. And we just like think we're funny. Mm -hmm. But it was hysterical. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that. And so my, yeah, my night just got like backed up, backed up. Bruno was being sweets all day. Was it just me or was the episode of The Bachelorette five hours long? It was so long. And we will get to it in our TV recap segment. But I just, I just want to put it out there. Like we're technically episode one. We've like reset and I'm, I'm fatigued. That is five hours of my life. I'll never get back. Yeah. I mean, it was only two hours, but no. I know what you mean. There's no proof that it was only two hours. Like I was, it wouldn't end. Every time I went to like go to the next commercial, like skip commercials, my tracker was like a quarter of the way through. No, I know. It was real. I watched it live and it was just, it was very real, you know? Like it was. Also when I don't watch live, I like can't also be on Instagram because the Snatcher is posting memes. Check her out. It's the Snatcher. And I don't want to like get a spoiler. Yeah. But I also don't want to be told that or persuaded on what to think so yes. that's why I don't check out the memes or like I can't watch my sister's stories mm-hmm. and like that hurts I miss my sister no also the bachelor is like the perfect show where like you must be on your phone at the same time like it is not titillating enough to watch on its own yeah um I have a ton of notes from the recap so we will definitely get into that and now we're very much in after Dale yeah no well not not that much because he was on our screens last oh, night again. Yeah, yeah. Next week after day. Um, and we also have Dear Toasters today, which is our advice segment. So we will be doing that and the Bachelorette recap after the Fast Five Stories. And we have some great stories today. So I think we could jump right in if ever if that's cool ooh, with everyone. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If that's cool with everyone. It's an extremely hasty jump in. It's, is it extremely no, hasty? No, no, no. I think it's been a number of minutes. It's been a number of minutes. Let's just so do it. without further ado, these are the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And yes, Jackie, but we have a brand new sponsor today that is so pertinent to every toaster who's ever existed. I love a BNS. Usual wines are the wines for the modern drinker. Here's 
the great thing about modern wines. Each bottle, oh, sorry, usual wines, each bottle is 6.3 ounces. So it's basically a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more putting wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because of the single serve format and the bottle design, usual wines are always fresh, no more flat bubbly or stale rosé. The wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. They also have a limited production Brut rosé just for the summer. Usual wines are made from world-class American viticultural areas in California like Napa, Sonoma, Santa Barbara, and they're made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. And yes, all grapes have sugar, but usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. The grapes are picked at an optimal ripeness to ensure sure all sugar will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. They also are releasing a new holiday product in November. It's called Usual Reserve. This is their most special wine yet, just in time for the holidays, hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa. This is Cabernet Sauvignon in concentration and... It's, it's concentrated and rich with just enough grip. If you want to gift it to someone special or keep it all for yourself for the holidays... That's your business. Usual Wines doesn't judge. Neither do we. If you want to check out all of their wines and their fabulous products, go to their website, www.usualwines.com. And if you're looking for $8 off your first order, you can use code TOAST where you can try your first glass on us. So that's usualwines.com. Our discount code is TOAST for $8 off your first order. And just check it out. I mean, the holidays, the holidays can be a difficult time. Make sure to have wine on standby. Every once in a while, an extremely toasty sponsor comes No, along. and that's it. And that's it. I mean, the whole thing with, like, having to cut your cork in half and, like, shoving it back in the bottle just so we can sit in the fridge for a month and, like, you never use it. And, then like, maybe you'll use it when you're cooking. It's just so silly. The fact, like, this brand just being 6.3-ounce bottles, like, it's genius. It's solving a problem. Yeah, and that's what they say on Shark Tank. Like, do not come into the tank if you're not solving a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, first story about one of our favorite guys who we haven't had an opportunity to talk about in a pretty good amount of time. Jason Momoa reveals he was completely in debt after being killed off of Game of Thrones. Yes, I saw this. He did a very sexy photo shoot in this interview. With InStyle, mm. the Aquaman star recalled how he struggled to pay the bills after his character, Khal Drogo, was killed off of Game of Thrones in 2011. Game of Thrones is arguably the most successful TV show of the past decade. It smashed an Emmy's record by earning 32 nominations for its final run, the most ever for a single season. At the 2019 Emmys, Game of Thrones took home the prize for Outstanding Drama Series and won 11 more trophies. However, season one actor Jason Momoa didn't benefit much from the initial Game of Thrones boom. This week, he revealed that his quick stint as Khal Drogo did not grant him the fame and fortune that his co-stars would go on to experience. The HBO fantasy fantasy series hailed as one of the best book-to-TV adaptations skyrocketed the careers of its stars Sophie Turner, Macy Williams, Amelia Clark, and Kit Harington. Yet, Jason Momoa told InStyle, I mean, we were starving after Game of Thrones. I couldn't get work. It's very challenging when you have babies and you're completely in debt. He said that it wasn't until um, his financial situation only improved about five years later once he was cast as Aquaman in a string of films based on the DC comics. So wait, when he said we were starving, he was with Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet, and they had babies. But doesn't she have tons of money? Cosby Show? Yeah. I'm sure, like, she, but, you know, he was out-of-work actor. You, you know? know? No. By the way, it is very interesting, like, that call, like... Jason Momoa came from Khal Drogo. Khal Drogo was this iconic character. But if you watch his show, he was legit in four episodes. And although he left a lasting mark, like, in our hearts, not really on the television show because he was barely in it and then he got killed. So, yeah, it, no, it's, it's weird that this huge career came from that when, like, 
he was barely on the show. No, I mean, and also he was just one of those deaths that it's like, not only is this so hard for the viewers, you know, because this is one of our favorite characters now, but then you do have to think about the actor who only got like one season role in Ned Stark. the biggest show of all time. Right. Like imagine being Ned Stark and imagine getting that part and being like, I'm the patriarch of the biggest family on the biggest this show. This is going to be the biggest show and like it's literally centered around me. I'm the moral compass of the show. I you am think I'm going to become show. a billionaire. Final. Spoiler pen, alert. Penultimate episode season one. I'm gone. <laughs> Head guillotine out of here. Yeah. No, it's... Back to the audition process for to- me. Totally. <laughs> No, totally. And I actually never really thought about that with Jason Momoa. I just think he's so like extraordinary looking and talented that like he was never not going to become a star. But you do have to think about those years. The time in between Game of Thrones and Aquaman. I also think we watched season one of Game of Thrones like two years after it was released. Right. And there was this five year lull for Mm -hmm. him, he says. So like by the time we heard about Aquaman, it just like seemed like that was a hop, skip and a jump, not a five year period where he was struggling. Yeah, also this is totally unrelated, but after The Bachelorette last night, I know you probably didn't watch it because you didn't get done until midnight, but I got done at 10 o'clock. They had this Road to the CMAs thing hosted by um, like Reba and Darius Rucker. And I actually thought it was really interesting because they had like a little round table with Darius Rucker, Jimmy Allen, Ashley McBride. And I'm so sorry, I don't know the fourth guy's name. I had literally never heard of him. And like, I'm country music's biggest fan. And I just... And it was country music's second biggest night. Yeah, and I, I, I literally never seen it this. It was the night before country music's biggest night. I've never seen this man. I apologize to this man. I have no idea who this man is. I'm sorry to this um, man. So they were talking about how um, this has been super tough for them, but like mostly because they have like crew and bands who like they can't pay because they're not making shows. And they all, a lot of them really opened up about what they did. Like Darius Rucker was like, I paid my band for as long as I could, but like you have no money coming in. Like you can't keep sending money out. And Jimmy Allen, like he literally made me cry. Do you know what he did? Hmm. He's like, I just went to the bank and I got the biggest loan I could and they gave me 45 years to pay back and I'm still paying my entire band and crew. Like it was, I couldn't believe like, and that's like not something he was like bragging about. Like you didn't read it in People Magazine, but they were just talking openly about like how difficult it's been for like the band who's been with them forever to like not be able to make money during COVID and like how it's just been a really difficult time for country music. Not for like the major celebrities, but for like all the people that make country music happen. Yeah. Crew, truck drivers. But then also for those bigger players, like I'm, it sounds like they have this like sense of guilt that they can't, you know, they have a lot of people that rely on them. And, right, that's and they, what Jimmy Allen said. He's like, if the music never came back, like, I would be okay. Like, but my crew, like, they have families, kids, wives. And it was just, like, it was a really interesting conversation about, like, the music industry, about how, like, no one's worried about celebrities. Like, they're going to be fine. But there's so many people underneath a celebrity that, like, yeah. get, that get the celebrity to the stage. Right. And I thought it was a really well-done conversation. They also talked a lot about just, like, how COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement has impacted country music. And it was just a very... I, I don't know if they do that every year, but it was a really well-done, like, little montage. That sounds really good. It was excellent. Robin Roberts. No, not Robin Roberts. Yeah, Robin Roberts. She uh, hosted it. Oh, wow. Well, the CMAs are on tonight, so I look forward to that. And also... Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And Real Housewives of Orange County. But I was going to say one more thing about what you were just saying. Let's see. Oh, I was just going to say, whenever concerts come back, I'm going to one every single night. Same. Well, Just to support everyone. Also, do you know what I did last night? Hmm. I watched our CMA red carpet. From which year? Last year. Okay. That's like, I think last year's, actually, which year do you think was the best? I think two years ago where I showed my arm. I think so too. It was just like super casual. And I think we did a really good job. But I also think, I think we do a great job every year. Me too. I would actually. We had the best spot our first year. Yes. Accidentally. Accidentally. Someone messed up. Yeah. And, but last year we had like the most 
street cred we've ever had. But also last year we had the worst spot on the red carpet. Right. But last year I think I looked my best because the year before, I guess for some reason, like mentally, I was just like not feeling myself. So I wore like long sleeves Mm. and um, I don't think that I needed to. Well, I watched it and you know what? Like I don't really like to watch myself. I like, I I obviously watched my comedy special because like I needed to edit it and stuff, but um, I just don't really like to watch myself because I'm very critical and I deserve it because I was being an animal at the CMA Awards. Like, literally talking so fast, talking over everyone, hugging people when they did not want to be hugged. Like, I was an animal. So, like, now I'm just, like, really motivated to get back to the CMA so I can wrong all my rights. So you can remedy the situation? Oh, no, sorry. Right all my wrongs. <laughs> okay, next story. Some interesting um, streaming numbers news that just, like, isn't making sense to me. Okay. Adam Sandler's new movie, Hubie Halloween. Have Never you heard, heard of it? it. You haven't heard of it. No, okay. I literally spent all my time on Netflix. I had, um, I don't know what to call it, the distinct displeasure mm-hmm. of watching the movie. What? Yeah, I watched it That's because... so not like you. Zach really wanted to watch oh. it. And I was like, I didn't have a better suggestion. Right. So I was like, Hubie Halloween it is for us. Compromise, you guys. That's marriage. And it was like, you know... Honest, it's weird. The movie stunk. Yeah. But the end of it, the message, and I don't, I don't want to spoil the end because I actually like liked how it ended. Okay, but I'm literally never going to watch it, so please spoil it for okay, me. Okay, if you're going to watch it, don't listen to this. I'll, I'll give you a wave when I'm done spoiling it. So basically, Hubie Halloween, he's like this town joke. He loves Halloween, and every Halloween, they live in Salem, Massachusetts, so Halloween is like extra balls to the wall. But every Halloween, the entire town plays pranks on him, like mean pranks, throws stuff at him oh. on his bicycle, and all he wants to do is like make Halloween the best for everyone, but like he's literally getting bullied from the kids, from the adults, from his peers. He's lived in the town his whole life, mm-hmm. and his whole life they bullied him on Halloween. And someone is taking revenge on his behalf on Halloween. Like, literally, like, snatching people. You know, we don't know where they go the whole movie. They just disappear. Mm -hmm. And it's like, who is doing all of this? And it's unclear that they're doing it in defense of Hubie. It just seems like there's, like, a a witch going around in Salem. No, it doesn't feel like a do-gooder. It's like, who's the kidnapper? Like, there's... And also, there was, like, an escape from a mental institution. So you think it's that person. Okay. Anyways, at the end of the movie, it turns out that it was Hubie's mom who was doing all of these things to show, to teach all these people a lesson. Like, you're so mean to my son. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. Stop yeah. being so mean to me. He's a good person. Yeah. He only wants the best for this town. She, like, brought them all to her, her backyard to, like, yell at them <laughs> for being mean to him. That's actually so funny. And, like, I actually liked how it ended. Just, like, his mom taking up for him and, like, wasn't going to stand for him to, like, be bullied no, on another Halloween. Not. So I liked how it ended. Oh, my, that's so funny. That doesn't sound like anything I would literally ever watch but what's the the oh we're done spoilers done spoilers that movie is the most popular Netflix film of 2020 of all of the time people have spent on Netflix this year hmm. that movie is the most popular film well now let me ask a few questions is it the most popular Netflix original movie Probably. Let's say, let's just go with Netflix original, sure. Okay, and so what other Netflix originals have there been? The Kissing Booth 2, To All the Boys I Love Before 2. Mm-hmm. What else? I feel like there are so many, and a lot of them are action movies, and we don't watch them. I guess, you know what, this isn't, like, that surprising to me. It is surprising just because I haven't seen any, like, marketing for it, so I don't know how many people would know about it, and it hasn't popped up on my home screen, but I feel like Adam Sandler has a huge audience of people his age but then all of his movies are like very kid friendly was it a child friendly movie yes yeah so this actually makes like a little bit of sense but it's only crazy that like I literally have never heard of this movie in my entire life and like 
all I do is sit at home on the Netflix app. Right. And as you guys know, he has this huge deal with Netflix. Yeah. We got uh, Murder Mystery, which I would liked. Sandy Wexler couldn't get through. The Do-Over, The Ridiculous Six. He has more movies coming out with Netflix. And like, when I saw this movie, I was like, ooh. But like, I actually can't believe that that is like, it's so successful. I'm like absolutely shook that of all the movies that you just named, I've never seen one of them. You saw Murder Mystery. No, I didn't. Jennifer Aniston, no, The Boat. No, I, I know what it is. I never saw it. Oh, I, I didn't mind it. I just... I don't know why. I actually really, really like Adam Sandler as everything except an actor. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he's a really funny comedian. I love him as a celebrity, but I, I never saw Just Go With It. I never saw um, the one with Chris Rock, Grown Ups. Oh, yeah. I never, I, I did see Click and Spanglish, both of which are fucking amazing, brilliant, genius, spectacular, throw it in a blender, give birth to it. Do you see Uncut Gems? Nope. No, and I didn't hear, I heard like, I think critics gave it good reviews, my peers gave it bad reviews. I trust my peers over critics literally any day. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting factoid. Yeah, and it I says think, a lot about like our, our well, society. What we're up to. What we're up to. We're just looking for things for our kids to watch so we can go back to the kitchen and have more usual wine. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Okay, next story, some... Exciting news, I think. Christina Aguilera, apparently, is joining Jay-Z's Rock Nation. Interesting. Like, the record label. Yes. So there's been no official announcement yet, but the beautiful singer's bio has appeared on the agency's website. She'll be in the coveted company of Rihanna, J. Cole, Alicia Keys, and Meek Mill. That's so interesting. Her last album was released in 2018, so I think we can expect some sort of announcement soon. And I just think, like, this is, like, a good move for her and also maybe signals new music from... Christina. Miss Christina Aguilera. I mean, I don't know. If I were her, like, I wouldn't be putting out music because people don't respect, like, s- the work that she does. No, like, seriously. Because they never respected Lotus. Yeah. I would never give them anything else. I wouldn't give them a drop of my time. No. Energy, spirituality, none of that. But Girls Gotta Eat, so I'm so sure she does have to release some music. And this is very interesting. I feel like Rock Nation, it's actually been very cool to be, like, a fan of pop culture for the last, like, 10 years and see Rock Nation go from like being a startup to like being like literally a billion dollar company. Yeah, for sure. Um, Beyonce is at Rock Nation, obviously, right? I'm not sure. I feel like she's not. I feel, I feel like, like she's she at Columbia. Been, she would have been on that short list I just read. But, right, but isn't it Jay-Z's company? Yeah. I don't know how the music I don't know how you mix works. business and pleasure too. And also, she had been managed by the legendary Irving Azoff, who we know as a family friend of the Kardashians. Always comes back to our girls. Always comes back. Literally all of Hollywood in one way or another, whether it be like through business or family, can be drawn into that Kardashian-Jenner, like David Foster family tree. Mm-hmm. Like that is the center of Hollywood. A hundred percent. It's the birthplace of Hollywood and everything else exists. Sprouts because from sprouts, the tree. Thank you. The roots are there. The Jenner, the Kardashian roots, then the OJ and then Linda Thompson. Like it's all just connected to the Kardashians. Totally. So some exciting news for Christina. We haven't spoken about her. This is just a day of extremely random stories and I'm yeah, here for it. But can I just say something I really love about Christina even though she's like kind of been like irrelevant you could say. No she's on The Voice sometimes. Not anymore. Okay. Kelly Clarkson replaced her. But she was. But I yes. feel like The Voice is kind of like a revolving door. Like you might be out one season but you're back the next sort of thing. Yeah. But I also don't watch so tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah no you're right. I mean forever it was just the four. CeeLo Green, Adam Levine. Blake Shelton. And Christina. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she was gone and she was gone for good. And then they like threw Miley in there for a minute, but I don't know if she was well received. Now I think they're going on second season, not changing anyone. Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, Blake Shelton, and... Um, Gwen Stefani. 
Gwen Stefani. Yeah, because I just saw a commercial that's like, Gwen is back. So it's like the door swung again, you know? Oh, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was on and then she wasn't. And yeah. Alicia Keys was on and she did great. So I feel oh, like yeah. it's never like you're gone for good. It's like they just switch it up. Honestly, I can't believe that Blake Shelton has literally, it's like out of all of them, the one who's never left. He's very good at and it. And Adam Levine. He's not on anymore. Oh. So just Blake Shelton, like he's the mainstay. Yeah. He put that franchise on his back. If you like The Voice, Dane and I, and one of our stories that we tell, we've told it before. I can't believe, someone was like, tell this story again. And I was like, I can't believe that you guys even know the story. I can't believe I told it because it's like so embarrassing. And it relates back to The Voice in a really funny way. So make sure to check it out. Make sure to check it out. I'll get that episode up for you guys as soon as possible. What I was going to say about Christina Aguilera is that even though she's been like low key for a while, I love how much she's like a fan of pop culture. Like she invited Bethany and a bunch of housewives to her birthday party when Kylie dressed as her for Halloween. Kylie got invited to her birthday party. She goes on Watch Rappin's Live. I think she watches a lot of Bravo and I just like I love a celebrity who like enjoys has similar interests Mm -hmm. to me agreed okay this next story is really exciting news for me um and probably for a lot of you McDonald's is unveiling its own meatless burger the McPlant a year after the Beyond Meat taste test am I delusional or did we already report on this because literally I saw this yesterday and I'm like we reported on this when we were back in our pink studio. Like, so I know it. Maybe we reported on this Beyond Meat test, but I've never, I've never said the word McPlant before. Okay, really? Then tell me why when we were driving with Ben this summer and we went to a McDonald's and we asked if they had a plant-based burger because we like, it's been in our brain. I'm telling you like. Yeah, no, of course. And they said no. And then we went to Burger King. I just thought like maybe they didn't have it. At that one. Yeah. I think that there have been some McDonald's that carried some of this Beyond Meat because they did a test. And I think that's what we reported on. It's coming back to me now. In a few cities, they tested Beyond Meat burgers and I guess it went well. And I guess. Why did it take so long? I don't know. I feel like Burger King rolled them out in a day. No, every single Dunkin' Donuts has one now. Chain has meatless options, and McDonald's is honestly behind the curve, which is crazy because, in every other sense, they've always been like the leading fast food chain. Like their marketing's always better. They're just like they're just the supreme. Yeah. So they're really a little too late if you're going to ask me. Well, um. I'm selfishly glad because it's like more plant-based options for for us, like kosher queens, vegetarian, uh, plant-based, vegan, et cetera. I don't know. And because we haven't filmed our video yet of us doing all these different fast food taste tests and now we can get more stuff at McDonald's. When is it going to be rolled out? Okay, here's the deets. The Big Mac or McPlant that will soon be the two options consumers in line at McDonald's will have for their latest high-calorie fast food dinner. Mean. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, high-calorie? I mean, I guess it's not low-calorie. I know, but it's still a burger and a bun. How many calories does grass have? No, but what about the burger? I mean, the bun. It's just oh, like, right, right, right. and then the you get the fries. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Golden Arches said Monday it has developed a plant-based patty. It will dub the McPlant. A McDonald's spokesperson tells Yahoo Finance the McPlant will be put into test in 2021 on a market-by-market basis. So it sounds like, you know, nothing's happening for us until 2021. Yeah. Can I say something a little controversial? So I guess the video will have to wait until 2021. Oh, and that's true. I think that works for our schedule. Um... Yeah. I don't like the name. McPlant. Like, it doesn't... Like, McChicken just rolls off the tongue. Like, Big Mac. Like, you know, like, McPlant. Like, it just... It doesn't work for me. I think it should have been, like, McVeg. I don't know. Like, they could have come up with something better. But I like McVeg, and they should make a veggie burger It's not a veggie burger. But it's not a veggie burger. I actually like McPlant. No, I I don't. that's funny. It's too many, like, consonants. McPlant. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think... I think you should say it like that. McPlant. 
If you're if you extend the a, it rolls off the tongue. McPlant. It doesn't work for me. I, I'm gonna come up with a better option and I will pitch it. Like um, I'm gonna go to the window and be like, "Hi, um, mm. can I get a McPlant?" You know what it really is? Because it's so gross. It's a McNasty. <laughs> That's so mean. Hurtful sorry, yucking my yums. Hurtful. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yuck your yum. I'm sure they had mo- like countless hours meetings. of meetings, workshops, brainstorms about this name, and so you're definitely hurting someone's feelings. And I'm sure they thought of everything and like. Just know that McPlant was the best they could do. But do you think it would be a day at the episode, an episode of The Morning Show if I didn't hurt someone's feelings? No, and or if you didn't yuck someone's yums. Yes, yeah, so true. I'm the queen of yucking yums. Yeah. Just because honestly, like everything is yuck. To you. Yeah. And everything is yum to me. Fifth and final story, a little Veterans Day um, story. Some of our favorite celebs who have served in the military. Jax Taylor. Oh, was well, in the I mean, Navy. That he's not included on this People magazine But I list. just, I think it's important that people don't forget that. Like, when I first read that, he, he got profiled by Complex Magazine at the height of Vanderpump Rules, and they said he was in the Navy, and I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. You, yeah. just, you just forget, like, they had lies before Vanderpump Rules. Sorry, keep going. 100%. So here are some stars who have served in the military. One, Tom Selleck. Of course he has. Like, because would he be my dream man? Like, of course, of course, that mustache was in... Korea or something. B. Arthur from Golden Girls. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Wow. Hugh Hefner. What? Adam Driver. What? Yep. You want, uh, he joined the Marines shortly after September 11th. <gasps> How old was he? Um, he was 17. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Tony Bennett. I don't know why. It's just like... After a certain age, it's like, of course you were in the military, you know? Right. So I'm not shocked by Tony Bennett. Rob Riggle. Oh, I love Rob Riggle. He's a yeah, cutie. He is a cutie. And those KFC commercials are pretty good. Johnny Cash. Okay, makes sense. Clint Eastwood. Of course. Elvis Presley. Yes, makes sense. Ice T. Ice T? Mm-hmm. You mean Tutuola? Yep, he joined the Army's 25th Infantry Division after high school. Wow, that's so interesting. Robin Quivers from the Howard Stern Show. No way. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse in the Air Force, Shut the, rising is, to the rank of captain. This is so interesting. Isn't this interesting? Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Humphrey Bogart. I'm going to age myself. I don't know who that is. Um, he's but from... But no, the name is definitely like old-timey, like Gone with the Wind vibes, but... Yeah, yeah. Can't put a face to the name. Chuck Norris. I think I know who that is, yeah. Yeah. Does Jim- he have, like, red hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dodgeball. Jim- he's from Dodgeball. Jimmy Stewart. He's from It's a Wonderful Life and Vertigo, I think. Oh, y- oh, yes, of course. Vertigo. How could I forget? James Earl Jones. I definitely know him. He's got a great voice. Yes, he did he was the voice in-, in The Lion King. Yes, he was in The Lion King, and he voiced um, Darth Vader in Star Wars. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so that's people's list. Wow, I think the most shocking of all of that is Adam Driver and Ice-T. Because they're the most contemporary. Young, and yeah. some of the older... Folks you might have been assume, drafted, right. but they, they enlisted. I can't believe they t- excluded Jax Taylor from I that know. list. I feel like some like that list could definitely, I'm sure there are more, it just depends like what you consider like a big star. Oh. Like Jax Taylor on the same list as Elvis Presley, like I'm not sure. Yeah, I do think that might not add up for some people. Right, like I didn't see any other reality stars. It's such a shame. Yeah. Um, that was a great article, and I didn't know most of that. Just a, a fun way to celebrate Veterans Day. So let's do our Bachelorette recap, which is brought to you by Legacy Box. 
Oh, love Legacy Box. Guys, please listen up because this is one of those brands where it's like, what was the Legacy Box code? Because like when you need it, you can't remember it. So Legacy Box is that fabulous service that takes all of your old like home movies, whether on they're on like VCR or VHS, like different tapes. You throw it in a box and they digitally uh, copy them for you so you can get it back on like a USB drive or on the cloud. And it's literally the most brilliant thing and it's a perfect holiday gift. It is. And we're getting closer to the holidays. So listen up if you're thinking of a gift for someone that you love and you can't really think of anything, this will mean so much to them. Legacy Box is the way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is so easy. You pack and send your items, their team digitizes everything by hand, and then you enjoy. You'll get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, and you can be ready to watch and share them in a matter of minutes. Everything is digitized by hand at their secure eight-acre digitizing campus. They use premier scanners and playback decks to ensure each memory is mastered to the highest quality. Plus, they'll keep you up to date with regular emails about the digitizing process and when you can expect your tapes back. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos, and they have helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve the past. So if you want to get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the family and begin the trip down memory lane, go to LegacyBox.com toast to get an incredible 40% off your first order. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer, and you can just send it in when you're ready. You don't have to send it in now, but if you want to get the offer, go to LegacyBox.com toast and save 40% while supplies last. Love it. Really such a great, such a great gift idea. Or gift yourself. Give yourself the gift of memories. Okay, so here are my bachelorette notes. Um, we started this episode brand new. The guys are waiting. They don't know what's happening, and Tasha walks in. Yes, and the reaction is everything you could hope a group of 16 men would react to seeing you. Of course. But at the same time, I was really, really impressed with Tasha because I feel like no one's guiding her. Like, she, they just like threw her and they're like, go. Whereas, like, Chris Harrison, you're supposed to walk everyone through and like tell everyone what's going on. And I felt like she handled it like a champ. That's like a very hard situation to walk into. But she, she was so charismatic and not awkward. Like, she commanded like the presence presence of the room yeah and she just I don't know like she just like was super cool you know and I feel like not most people would have just been like like awkward because it's an awkward ass situation no but she took charge and I feel like that immediately made a lot of the guys really really like her she is just infectious like and that's what they all keep saying they're like can you imagine being there one of these guys there was a girl didn't even know her their names they've been moping around for two weeks in like the same hotel hotel like this the the environment is really starting to like depress me Toxic. even and I can't even imagine how they're feeling so can you just imagine like this breath of fresh air who literally takes the time to talk to everyone and she has this like radiant smile where I actually feel like it's going to be a confusing season because I'm convinced that every person she talks to like she's so in love with and that's just because she's like a kind person and she cares about people and she just like wants to get to know everyone like truly and then find the best match for her but she she's going to break hearts because everyone's going to think that she's in love with them because I think she's in love with every person she talks to. Yeah. And the way the guys were describing her after they first met her, like someone was like, she literally breathed new life into me. Like I was really like feeling like, what am I doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And like, she just gave me new life. And I was like, wow, like she just dazzles. Yeah. And you needed someone like that to come and fill this space. Because it was a negative space. Yeah. Um, I actually really uh, was, was happy that they gave her new guys because first of all, having 16 guys is just, 
just not enough and it's not a fair place to start. And having 16 guys that were all crushing on someone else literally yesterday is just not a fair place. And I actually think like every single guy that got out of there was only like four or five that came, the new ones, like they were all so cute and they all have like real potential. And I know Spencer is like supposed to be a villain, but like I don't really see what he's done except being annoying in basketball. Like, oh yeah, he was being like a little much, but they said when he came into the room, he was being rude. They definitely, producers definitely didn't let him say how many people were coming. So he had to say, you'll see. And he walked in and what did he say to the guys? Like something, he was trying to break the ice. He was like, what up? Like it wasn't, they they were very sensitive. They were. But there's another guy that came out, Noah with the mustache. Yeah. And I love him. He's cute, but I feel like, he gives me, um, maybe because he's so cute, he gives me like he would be like confident dick villain vibes. vibes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to walk around with a mustache like that and still look handsome, like you have to be a dick, like because you have to have so much confidence. Yeah. Um, and I also really liked that after all those new guys came, she canceled the rose ceremony. Like, I just feel like she's doing everything the opposite of Claire, like everything with these guys' best interests. She's like, half of you guys just got here. I haven't been able to talk to you. And like, why would it be fair if you go home? I just feel like she's really doing this the right way. And I don't even know if she's like intentionally trying to do everything that Claire didn't, but like the juxtaposition between the two girls is just so clear. Yeah. It's definitely turned everyone's frown upside down. I feel like, I feel also like there's new life in these guys and, I feel like we can all really believe it and move forward, not just like in the shadow of Claire. Yeah. Um, So I feel like there were like a few obvious connections. That guy who made her throw the coin in the... Zach C. I love him. Like, I thought that was so cute. And I think she was like really into like the corniness of it all. You know what's so funny? It's like if she lined up, if they lined up all the guys, like... I feel like I would choose a bunch who I think would be front runners, and I think we would all probably choose like the same people. The people who it seems like she's having the biggest connections with are never are not any of the people that I would have thought. They're quiet. Yeah, like, like Zach C. Um, the the guy, guy she went on the one on one with Brendan. Like, he was so in the background when it was Claire season. Yeah, and now he's a major front runner. Um, so then they. Like, I feel like she has interesting taste in guys because jpj yeah she had everyone everyone desired her in paradise and she chose jpj who was really the quirkiest guy on the beach she's different she likes a quirky guy yeah so i think it'll it will be interesting and i don't think we'll really be able to predict like the obvious choice like spencer or noah who i think are like probably the most handsome like blake moylan right isn't that his name blake the park ranger yes yeah no No, there's two blake m's so they had to use his last name oh so that's why, <laughs> that's why it's like Blake Moylan. That's so funny. Um, and then wait, we were having this like great time. She canceled the rose ceremony. They're all just vibing. Everyone's smiling. And then cut to, we have to go back to Dale and Claire. Right. And to be honest, my eyes were just glazed over. I didn't listen to anything. I guess the, the one thing they wanted to make clear was that there was no conversing or communicating before the show. And to be honest, like Chris Harrison was like, did you lie to Bachelor Nation? And as a member of Bachelor Nation, I kind of wish that they like did talk before because it would make more sense and it would... I would understand Claire's judgment a little bit more, but the fact that they like swear on her dad's grave, she said that they never spoke is like, but how? Like it would make more sense if they did. Yeah. I completely believe her. Me I too. think, I, I don't think she told one lie in during her season. I think if she had been a little better at lying or faking it, she would have had a longer season. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, that conversation between them was really just a waste of time, except to the very end when Chris was like, so what's next? And they had two completely different answers and they were just like talking over each other. She was like, babies, marriage, whatever, whatever comes first, babies. And Dale was like, yeah, maybe we'll get married soon. Like it was so awkward. And it's just like these two people. I just want to know when they filmed that conversation. Yeah. Like was it while Taisha was filming or was it two weeks ago? Because there's been all of these 
rumors that they're not together right now. And that's the rumor that I just want to clear up. They seemed so happy, like yeah. genuinely happy when Chris Harrison sat down with them. And even though it's been a complete clusterfuck, Claire, I'm happy for you. Me too. Know that I am. And you know what? I just feel like Dale showed up. <laughs> and that's what guys, I've been waiting my whole life for. Ladies and gentlemen, if the bar is just showing up, the bar is too low. I'm afraid I have I to agree really, with my sister here. She said it in the first episode, and I said it in our first After Dale recap, and I'm saying again, like, I just think maybe she means more than just showing up, but this, like, verbiage of just show up, like, no, maybe also, like, brush your teeth, comb your hair, you know, be kind. Be kind, be generous, funny, you know. chivalrous. I do, think, <laughs> I do think we're maybe setting the bar too low and setting women back, like, if that's the only, I agree, like, that's it? No. No. I, I, was, I don't I, accept that. I was so relieved when their thing was over. Like, I'm just like, take me back. And then literally they went back and they were at the pool and Tasha like literally bond oh girl out of the pool. It was so sickening. I love her so much. And I feel like literally someone literally... They're honking for Tasha. Tasha, we hear you. I know. Truck Drivers America, they love Tasha. Um, I was on my Instagram story being like, with that dress that she wore on the first night, with, which was backless, like, she just has this, like, amazing, and not to be, like, weird, but, like, this amazing, like, body. body and it's, like, it's, like, unlike any body I've ever seen. Like, I know I sound so weird. <laughs> Some girl messaged me. She's like, I feel the exact same way. Like, I'm geisha for Tasha. <laughs> and I'm like, no, literally same. Like, she just has this, like, radiance about her like physically emotionally spiritually like she just gives off this energy and I feel like all the guys are like really into her like so hard so hard I hear exactly what you're saying about yeah. um her physique it's just it's really special I mean, it, it, <laughs> and I hate to like make it about that no. because we've met her and I actually spoke to her yesterday because we were DMing and she was like she's just like a lovely girl who's like smart and funny and like that's why people just like gravitate towards her but she also has this like beautiful energy about her totally and if you want to get to know her more she came on the show a year ago while we were in LA she was everything of the sort oh she my god really in was. person she like, just radiates and I think a lot of people in general radiate I think a lot of people on the show radiate but it's one thing to radiate in person and it's another thing for that to come through truckers for Tasha. I'm about to go. open the window and fucking scream stop honking I'm gonna open the window and scream Tasha. um so wait they go back to the pool and they have this date and I actually thought it was funny to watch them all play uh water basketball except things did get like really weird for a minute between Spencer and of course I don't know this other Riley one. Riley um and it was really awkward like I felt awkward watching like when he elbowed him yeah like, Tasha was like but Spencer also, was being annoying as fuck yeah it's not that serious no and I was honestly on team Riley's like you're being a little bitch like you're gonna get elbowed in the mouth like that is what happens yeah were you so happy when Tasha let everyone come to the party so I literally wrote it down she let the losing team come to the cocktail party that's what I'm saying she is just this breath of fresh air because she's the opposite of Claire like she really is like an equal opportunity bachelorette like anyone who is here gets an opportunity to talk to me and I just think it's so refreshing and I didn't even realize that she did that until they were all sitting and I'm like wait you lost same yeah I was even like happy for Blake Moylan because it would have been another date that he lost and he would have gone home crying because like he really thinks that like he is like gonna win yeah even though like the the green team the team that lost like was the yellow belly losers like Blake has really just like fallen from grace for me. <laughs> that's what I tried. To, that's what I was saying last week. Like <laughs> he, he was a favorite. No, like literally, I thought he was like the cutest. Like I just thought he, he was a terrible. Like, attitude. I thought he was like a Benzie. Yeah, no, he has a terrible <laughs> attitude now. 
Yeah. And then he was also on the team with that guy who's the boy band manager. Who, and okay, he's a Kenny, loser. He's a loser. He is all over the place. Loser. Like, yeah, I don't know about him. No, I agree. So like when the green team lost, I'm like, it's for the best. Like yeah. none of you had a real future here anyways. <laughs> but she let them come, which was nice. Um, I just love her so much. And then after her one-on-one with that guy, Brendan, who... She literally plucked out of obscurity. Has he been here the whole time? No, I think he was literally the one who Claire made a joke about during the row saying, didn't I send you home last week? Like, <laughs> that's how random he is. No, but their date was everything. She just, like, makes everyone feel special. I'm like, I totally forgot that she was married. Mm-hmm. And so when he was going to tell her that, I'm like, oh, no, I don't know where this is going. You know what? I actually wonder if producers chose him for that first date so that he would tell his backstory and then she would tell hers so that the viewers would rem- would know again if we didn't if they didn't already know. Mm-hmm. that that is her history so we yeah. wouldn't have to like have this whole package addressing it or it yeah. coming out like later and I think that actually is a pretty smart move if that's what they did and then also it happened to be like a really great connection between the two of them so cute and like he's very quiet but he's not shy and I like that she like acknowledged the fact that like she's very loud and like outgoing so like it's probably better to have someone his speed just to like balance each other out and I thought their date was so cute and I never I literally didn't even know his name I never would have chosen him for anything and now I'm like oh they're in love right exactly also they messed up the order of things for I guess like continuity's sake but um Jason went home he like went to her house and was like I'm going home and then that was before her one-on-one but the outfit she was wearing was the one she wore in her one-on-one so it's clear that he came to her house like either before or after the dinner um which I actually like didn't bother me no eventually I was sad that was nice I I was sad to see him go and I I also really liked her reaction where she was like bummed to see him go too because she was like she's giving everyone a chance he seems like a really good guy and and I I thought maybe she would win him back over, but she doesn't want to be anyone's second choice, and I completely get that. Yeah, but, like, this guy is really unwell. Like, Claire took him on that date and, like, ripped open his heart and, like, made him, like, diarrhea everywhere, like, all of his feelings. (laughs) And then she just, like, this is Claire, right after making him, like, spill his guts. Peace. Bye. Like, so fucking rude. And he's just left in the dust. He got no acknowledgement from her. Like, some of the other guys who, like, wanted Claire to apologize or acknowledge, like, they literally had never even met her. But he was the only other one who got, like, a one-on-one. And it was just, like... A successful one-on-one. The other one was where oh, the guy... Oh, he got sent home. Yeah. 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 It was, um... It was good. It was, like... I feel like what we said yesterday, like, Tasha's so everything in the store. Like, so much so that the show is almost boring. Yeah, but this, like, situation at La Quinta is really starting to bum me out. It's anxiety. And I said this last week that I think that the process um, is at a detriment because of the lack of change of scenery. You can't transport yourself. You know that all of the guys are just, like, literally... They saw the fireworks. 50 feet away. And um, if there's someone there that you really like, like, you're thinking about them, like, you can't, like compartmentalize the journey yeah and I'm just like and it's only Tasha week one I know and I'm over the setting I know do they leave at all no because it's a bubble right and Tasha said if you had told me last week that I would be here did she quarantine I hate to be COVID no 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 like I don't I don't care I'm just curious I I think I don't know what she did obviously like it's fine but but they made such a big deal about two weeks before quarantine you get here to watch the more FaceTime we had to watch the whole entire thing and then Tasha just pops up so it's like wait they could have all just popped up yeah no I'm not about to like start questioning I believe everyone did what they thought was best for themselves but I'm just curious yeah and I think that everything worked out so but yeah I saw some comments about that too and it's like only because they rammed it down our throats for an hour about like the testing process and then you just pop someone else up agreed just be 
consistent. Just be consistent. Be consistent. Um, so that is our Bachelorette recap. If you're looking for more recap on The Bachelorette this season and just all of the Bachelor Nation drama, we have a Toast News Network podcast called The Snatchler, hosted by The Snatchler, our sister, Margot, where they do weekly episodes recapping all things going on Bachelor Nation. So check that out. Available on Spotify, iTunes, all the places. Um, and now we're going to dive into Dear Toasters, which is our weekly advice segment. If you ever want to write us in, and you can write, about, write in about everything. We try not to judge here. It's very hard sometimes. The email is deartoasters at gmail.com. Completely anonymously. We will take up people's names, whatever you need. You can write us in and just hear from your favorite gals about what's going on in your life. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. Here's hey. our first one. Love you guys so much. Thank you for making me laugh on my walk home every weekday. So I started a nanny job a couple months ago. I watch a seven-year-old girl, Stacy, and I help Stacy with online schooling. She has an older sister, Katie, who's nine. We use Katie's iPad to Zoom as the parents requested when I began the job. Every, I just like feel like I, I just, know where I this is going. Like it's going in bad direction. <laughs> yeah. Like when it's like borrowing technology, it's like always bad. Everything like from a nine-year-old? I know. Every morning when I go to get the iPad from Katie, I am met with so much attitude, eye-rolling, ignoring, etc. At the end of the day, Katie interrogates me, asking why we were on specific apps for specific amounts of time i'm a very emotional girl and i don't want to upset katie by taking her ipad but that's what her parents wanted katie hurts my feelings <laughs> i showed the parents the text katie sent me interrogating me about the ipad usage and they expressed how wrong that was of her and how they wanted me to be comfortable doing whatever it's been a couple weeks since that talk and katie is being just as stingy with the ipad again it makes me want to quit lol what should i do okay, okay. this did not go in the direction like that I thought it would, and I'm so grateful. Yeah. Um, sounds like one of the nanny, kids you nannies for is like a little spoiled brat, and just tell her to get over it. Like, sometimes kids need a good, you know, iron fist ruling. Yeah. This sounds like a real conflict between campers and counselors. And, I'll, I'll let you take this and one. And sometimes there's a camper in the bunk who's just a little bitch. <laughs> and you know what? You, like, I actually... I By the way, that's so true. I think there's a lot of ways to go about it, but I think what I would try first is like literally ignoring her. Like the one who behaves well, like give her all of your love and attention. Because I think at the end of the day, kids just want attention. And if she sees that her negative Nancy behavior is not going to attract attention, in fact, it's the opposite, she might switch gears and try something different to get attention. So I think like making her jealous with your affection is a good place to start. Um, this is, is this like reminding you like when you were an actual counselor of like that camper who was a little bitch because I have a crazy story. Oh, share. There was when I was a I was a junior counselor. So I was like much younger. And so every junior counselor in the bunk has to have like a real counselor because like you can't just be like a 16 year old watching these kids. So my like senior counselor, the woman she was above me, she um. She was such a nice girl. She was like from the middle of nowhere. And it was her first summer like ever counseling anywhere. And there was this girl in the bunk. And I know her name. I'll, I'll never say it. She was so bratty. Like she was, she was so obnoxious. And she was so spoiled. And she literally told the group leader that my co-counselor put hands on her. So it was like a huge thing. I mean, I, I literally didn't. And she had a bruise on her arm. And we were like, holy shit. Literally, the woman got fired. Like, it was a whole thing. And literally, the, the moment the counselor left it and said, the girl said she made it up. Wow. And she bit herself so that she would have a bruise. Oh, my God. That girl, like... Is that insane? That's insane. You could ruin someone's life. A hundred percent. And, like, for kids to, like, be that... Manipulative. It was it's actually dangerous. They were scary. like literally in the sixth grade. Like it was really scary. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, good luck with Stacy and Katie. I do not envy your job. Hey, sisters. Love you both in the energy you bring to my mornings. So I was with this guy for a little over two years, but we were never officially together. During these years, he would see other girls. I would know about it, and it wrecked me, but I stuck around because I'm young and stupid. <laughs> about a month ago, he invited me over, and I found a pair of panties in his bed. Ew. 
Like, clean up before you have guests. Long story short, we are no longer on speaking terms and I've moved on because I deserve better. But I cannot stop thinking about this Victoria's Secret lace song that I found in his sheets. I know exactly whose they are and I'm wondering if she left them there on purpose so that I would find them. I had known about this girl for a while, but I didn't think she knew about my relationship with him. Basically, I knew about her, but she didn't know about me or so I thought. Do we think that she just couldn't find them and left with no panties on or do we think that she left them on purpose to claim her territory? But who just leaves their dirty underwear in a guy's bed? Is this normal? I've completely moved on from the guy, but now I'm just curious about the panties. Any perspective is helpful. Thanks so much. XOXO, I know where all my panties are. That's a good question. I mean, it does sound something like, like something like a manipulative bitch would do. And like who really like who can go to work or like back to wherever like without their panties? Yeah, no, I could see someone doing this intentionally, even if it's not directed at you. Like maybe she knows that he is fucking it, around. And so like she left a signal to all the girls like this is my territory. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't take it personally. But I would definitely like exit the situation I would yeah. like dismiss myself it's I, been two years that like, is just like you don't need these people and these panties in your life yeah like two years of like your precious you know youth is it's unforgivable yeah you gotta get out and the the time uh, that this situation these panties are like living rent free in your mind like that's also unacceptable yeah so I definitely think this girl was claiming her territory for sure yeah but not to you specifically, because if there's her and there's you, there's other bitches too. A hundred percent. And I think that you should excuse yourself from, yeah. from the situation. These, are, these are not your people. All right, finally. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. Hi. Love the show and always love the advice. So I need your opinion. I was dumped yesterday on FaceTime by my boyfriend. We've been dating for three months, but it was serious. Both met each other's families and friends within the first three weeks. Long-term future was discussed and everything like that. Well, the problem comes that he's actually been in Florida for the last three weeks. I went for the last week. And he was still there when he broke up with me because, shocker, he hasn't, he has decided spur of the moment that he wants to move to Florida. We are both from Baltimore, so this isn't a, oh, he moved around the corner kind of thing. Well, I have things I have bought for him for his house, a gift I got for him for Christmas, plus the money I just spent flying to and from Florida to go see him. Am I the pettiest person ever if I Venmo charge him for all these things? It totals over $500, and I would not have done any of it without him if I knew he was planning on randomly moving to Florida. I think it's okay, but my sister says it's bad karma. Please advise quarantine love gone wrong oof that's tough that is really tough I I feel like you're whatever you decide to do if you do Venmo him which you're totally justified in doing like you are prolonging this breakup like yeah then it just gets messier and you have to talk more and like talk it out and fight and it's just like if you want to get out of this like just maybe eat the money I think again like you need to extricate yourself from this situation it sounds like you got really invested really quickly and I think that you know putting a price on all of the things just like continues communication like keeps your feelings open whereas like this needs to end right now so if you and I liked what I think what your sister said about the karma being interesting because I wouldn't have said that I just would have said like I guess maybe it's like petty but $500 is a lot of money so it's not but I do think that you just have to sometimes let like just let it all go you know like all of it the emotions the the, I like the things like but if it just if you need the money back like definitely ask him but if you're doing it to be petty and you don't like need the money to live I might reconsider I think it might be better for you to just like extricate yourself as quickly and swiftly as possible because it sounds like you've been through a lot yeah 
Um, and like this is honestly, I would, I would be grateful that like this relationship only lasted three months and like you didn't waste that much time with this guy. So just like let's wash our hands of it and onto greener pastures. Yeah, I just I, I agree with that. Um, so those were our dear toasters. Again, you can always write us in. The email is deartoasters at gmail.com. And if you have written us in in the last few months and you want to update us on whether or not you followed our advice or whether or not you thought we were stupid, write us back again, dear toasters, with update in the subject line and we will read your update if you want us to online. Yeah. Um, that's all she wrote. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Oh, no. Um, I will see you tomorrow. We have so much TV. Tomorrow will be like a really yes, exciting show. Salt Lake City, OC Housewives, CMA, CMA Awards. Wow, how are we going to fit it all in? I don't know. if I might just watch a CMA Award like uh, performances on YouTube. Like Okay. Okay, maybe um, I'll do that. But that's all we got. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Ayurveda, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us The Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about a beautiful setting. It's where we are. We hope you have an amazing day. Happy hump day. Hump someone you love. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.